Hey you guys, it's your boy Rocky the Chicago author from Verse TV. I am your new host. Hey now. So check out, comment, like, and subscribe right now. Now, Chicago in this bitch. Everybody, hello and welcome to yet another freshly squeezed installment of Verse TV's All the Tea. And we are here today. I'm Aaron Mack, your host for the evening, along with my good friend, Mr. Rocky Santana, Rocky the Chicago author Santana, aka. Marlon Stovall. Say hi to our audience, Rocky. What's going on, audience? What's going on, Verse TV? Hello, 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 hello. Yes, Hansi, yes. All right, so we just finished a wonderful show. Excellent, thank you very much. Now, for our audience who may not yet know, where are you from and how has that influenced your work. So originally I am from the Southwest suburbs in Illinois called Justice. Then I just moved a year ago to Chicago. So I always say I'm from Chicago because I said that I'm from Justice. A lot of people wouldn't know where that's at. So um, as far as um, how has that influenced me? Um, just, just watching people being around a lot of people, uh, different personalities, being open to different, uh, people in the community. Uh, you know, I just kind of just taking into just different people, learning from different people, learning about people's lives. Okay. I dig that. Now let's get in deeper into the meat and potatoes a little bit. So you're an author, Rocky, the Chicago author, and among your books that you've written, most recently, your most recent writing is called Black Therapy. Now, mm -hmm. what inspired you to write Black Therapy? Now, I did read Black Therapy. I read it, and it was such, it's a good book and you're speaking from the perspective of a man of color who has different capabilities physically. And I, re I really dig that. I really, anyway, I'm gonna let you speak. So um, it just so happened during um, the quarantine, I was quarantined, um, well, we was all quarantined, the, the, the city was shut down and one thing about me, I'm not a person that likes to watch the news. I don't like politics. Never been a person that's into politics. But the person I was dating at the time 
was always into watching politics and it was to the point that he wanted me to watch it and for my mental health I was just like no I am good I've seen enough especially when you're living in Chicago and it's already stuff you hear on the news that is just it it desensitizes you it it, it fucks with your mind a little bit excuse me for my French but it really just boggles my mind so there was this time where we were learning about George Floyd and some other people during the um, police brutality. And I was just like, you know what? This is the perfect time for me to motivate myself to do another book. Now, at first I wasn't gonna do another book because I was just like, you know, I've been told so many times people don't read. I'm not, you know, they wanna hear audio, you know, black people don't read, or I'm, I've had my own people that call themselves my friend. Oh, I'm not going to read your book. I'm not going to buy that book or whatnot. And then that just maybe that that kind of stuff kind of discouraged me to even move forward. Um, I like to write poetry and I didn't know what direction I wanted to go. Um, battling with my, my own insecurities. And then I just said, you know what? Black therapy. I went to school for social work. And I know a lot of us, you know, we have the we we're, we're the highest on the totem pole when it comes to mental health, and a lot of us kind of try to separate ourselves from mental health because we 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 think that any type of mental health make us crazy. Oh, I don't need a strength. I don't need no social worker and all this other stuff. I've had social workers, you know, um, I've had you know, growing up from teenage years, even younger years to now, you know, I've, I look at the situations that I've been through and I was just like, this stuff needs to be talked about and um, try to vent in an art form is therapeutic. Okay. And hence the name again, Black Therapy. So you're mm -hmm. saying not only was it therapy for the masses but it was also it sounds like you're saying an internal therapy oh, it was definitely for therapy for myself it was definitely Excellent. therapy for myself because there was you know every time i've write, written a book i was scared to kind of go there about certain things um you know being just worried about being politically correct because you have to say things correctly and it Sometimes I just just say stuff, even though because I'm educated, that doesn't mean that I have to be politically correct. Sometimes stuff just needs to be said. Some stuff just needs to be put out there. And who so I really am, sometimes I just put it out there. So the boxing gloves came off this time. And you Indeed. were just no no holds barred. Just throwing the punches, keeping it real. Definitely. Right now. Cool. And you're <laughs> about the author section of Black Therapy. It was mentioned that you are the youngest and you have two older siblings. How has that impacted your journey thus far? Um, well, because my sister's 
like my mom, they they could be my they're they're like my rock, my father as well. But being the youngest, um, they they'll say I was spoiled a lot, um, and I learned from them because, you know, they. I have one sister that's very like philosophical. She has this like psychology background, and one of them is actually a social worker, and I think. Me and her are two different people, but no matter how different we are, it's just we are, we're passionate for other people. And I've learned that about my sisters that we are, we have a just like my mom. We're passionate about learning about different people, getting to understanding other people, helping other people if need be. So, um, and I've seen the journeys they they've took. Um, in many ways, you know, both of them are college educated. So I had no choice but to follow suit. My military father did not play that. Being that I was like, um, you know, the, the only boy, he was just like, oh, well, you 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 got to go to college. You got to go to school or you're going to work. And if I was able-bodied, I guess he would send me to the military. But I went on and decided to get my education because my sister's done it and I wanted us to follow suit. Right on. Now, <laughs> you sort of mentioned this a little bit earlier. In your book, many of your statements have a sort of poetic flow to them. Now, do you also take your poetry and make music? write songs? Um, I used to in my younger days. Um, I'm not as uh, confident in my music writing anymore is because of, um, I guess it was my experience being on Mainstream Dream Chicago, which is the YouTube reality show I was on. Um, so, many things has ha so, many, so many things have happened dealing with people and, you know, negativity, stuff being said or whatever. And my thing is, I, I felt like if I wasn't doing music and I wasn't in the studio, because that's my first love, that's my first dream, then why even write music? There's nothing to motivate Say me. that again. My thing is, if I'm not in the studio, I have no access to a studio. Why even waste time to write music? Because I felt like if I'm going to produce, if I'm if I want to be producing fruits as far as music, then I want to do everything. I don't like to be. I don't like to half ass if if, if I'm making any sense. So. And that's another reason why I went on and did poetry because my thing was I got tired of having to kiss ass to get things done, having to put people in my circle, in my realm, when the energy wasn't really right. So I was just like, well, it's more to me than just music. I got other talents. So I went and went on out on the limb and decided to do poetry. And I believe that you don't have to wait for people to make a dream happen. If you see it for yourself, go on and do it. 
It may not be popular to other people, but if as long as it makes you happy, who gives a fuck? Now, the next question was going to be, speaking of the fact that you have an amazing singing voice, I was going to follow that up with, do you do any professional music? But it sounds like you're saying that without access to the studio and stuff like that, you don't bother with it. Well, there is someone that just recently reached out to me and because they saw me recently um, use Voicey, um, which is an app that makes you sound very auto-tuned. And I was just playing with it. And I sent it to them because I've been knowing them for a long time. And they was just like, yes, I've been waiting for you to do this. Yes, come on. And they're they're like, they're, they were motivating me. And they was telling me how much I motivate them. And I was just like, I never would have thought. So they offered to help me do some music. Um, but I haven't got reconnected with them yet. So, you know, I don't want to put things in, in, in stone, but that is one of my goals. But until then, I'm just going to, wherever my mind um, sets up to be, you know, um, with you giving me the chance to even be a host now on Verse TV, it really broadens up a whole nother side that I never knew I had, like, just... Cause sometimes I, 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 when I speak, I speak in a broken up way and the way I think. And sometimes I'm like, maybe I'm not a good host, but my new family, you got, thank you. And you, and that means so much to me because you guys really motivate me and pull things out of me that I never thought I would, that I had, that I possess. That's wonderful. I, I feel like this is an awkward segue from that beautiful statement for which I and we, Verse TV, thanks you greatly. And we're happy to have you on board, Rocky. Very happy. I, I think you're a wonderful addition to the crew, for real. Now, what is the most difficult, what is the hardest part about writing and distributing your books, how do you do it? Like I noticed your books are available online, not only in Kindle, but also hardback. How do you make that happen? And, um, yeah. So you're asking about the process. I'm asking about the process, but I'm also asking what is the hardest part about the whole book from thinking of it, writing it, and getting it out there. Fighting procrastination. That's for me. Fighting procrastination. There's times where I can be at work, I can be outside, going on a stroll, you know, at the bar having a drink and something just comes up. And do I always write it down? No, sometimes I ignore it for so long. And it, well, I'm learning that when you ignore it for so long, sometimes it's best to jot that down right then and there, even if you feel like it's a dumb story. Sometimes I'm like, what's the purpose of me even doing it? But it's, it's a gift. Where you, it's, it's like writing a song where something just comes up and then 
you know, somebody just plays the piano or something. It's the same thing for a writer. It's just like something just comes up. But my thing is sometimes the being motivated and then also fighting your own securities and then discipline because it's time consuming. It's time consuming. And then even putting the book together, you know, having to make the table of content, having to figure out what poems would you put in a book where it can flow and make sense? What is, what is, what, who's your audience? That's another thing. Who's your audience you're trying to reach? Because if you look at the books I've had, each one from Trapped in a Thing We Call Love, I was talking about me first falling in love and then learning how to love myself, which was a struggle. Um, Amen, brother. I the second that. book was Stages of Perseverance, which was um, really motivated by a teacher I had, my first black teacher that really believed in me. Cause there was times where I felt like giving up and I'm like stages of perseverance. He saw, he'd see, he used to say, Stovall, that's how you used to talk. Stovall, your story is uh, perseverance. So, you know, talking to my best friend and she motored, she loves it when I write a book. She loved it so much. She gave my book to somebody as a gift. And, um, you know, she was like, cause she was, she was so into my first book. She was like, okay, now you talked about how you went through a heartbreak. Now you need to talk about how you got out of it, how you, so she also helped me that helped me as well. Um, a favorite client of mine, cause I work for a doctor. Um, she is her seventies and she was just like, everybody else is doing what, what makes them happy. Why don't you? So people right. like that who believe in me motivated me to just come out of that and be like, you know what? Even if I don't think it's a purpose behind it, I'm doing it for somebody else because it's somebody else that's going to be blessed with whatever they read. Working past the hardest part. And also, it sounds like that's part of your most enjoyable part of it as well. The people helping you stay motivated. I stay love it. I love it because I'm I, my worst critic. Yeah. And that helps you. Now, let me ask this. What is the best advice that you've ever received? Um, the best advice, like I said, my, my one of my favorite clients, um, when I told her about the book, she bought my book. And she was just telling me her story about her son, who is um, a black music teacher, uh, who has a, a bunch of children that that you know that he guides, uh, and they won an Emmy or something. They won a Grammy or something. And she was telling me where she came from, and and then how she motivated him, and. When I told her, I'm like, I don't know if people will like it. She was like, baby, who cares? She was like, look, I don't live to be 70 some years old and I don't even care. Do what makes you happy. Do what what makes Marlon happy. And are you going to sit there and not listen to a, a lady who's lived her life? Who travels the way, come and go where she wants to and she does what she wants to do. It's yes, like, man. you don't 
you, you what would you say to that? Because who am I to sit there and discredit her? Because she's teaching me. You know what I mean? 31 versus 70 something, she's teaching me. So when she told me that, like I was telling her, like, well, you know, I'm worried about people like reading my books and, you know, they may not like my cussing, you know, because I was raised to, you know, not do all that in front of elders. And she was like, you grown, I'm grown. I, I curse, shit, damn, fuck, ass. She was just like, you do what make you happy. <laughs> I love okay, her for now. it. Thank you. Yes. And speaking of advice and people offering words to help you make it through, I'm asking this question, and I feel that your words can help somebody else make it through. Now, you are truly an overcomer. I'm going to ask you to tell our Verse TV audience a little bit about your journey. And also, one thing that I like that was super cool that you said on a show a few weeks ago at this point, you mentioned how you like, you prefer to use a manual wheelchair so you can keep up your arm strength and not just give up on your arms. Ted, you're amazing. Just tell us about that journey. Tell us. Thank you. So, so as I said, um, my teacher always said my, my story is um, perseverance. My mom, I've had my favorite uncles, especially one of the that passed away that I held so dear to me. There's so many times I wanted to give up in life, you know, um, because when you get older, especially when you have a disability, people don't understand, like, you know, people just see you but they don't see what you have to go through. And people, a lot of people see my strength, but then they don't understand sometimes like, you know, Aaron, you know, when you got conditions, you be like, can I just throw my whole body away? Could my body- And start away? new. Oh gosh. Don't even get me started. Go because ahead. my body is betraying me. That's um, what it feels like. That's what it feels like. And it's like, you're not, your young self anymore, and the older you get, there's more problems. Like me, I have a whole ulcer in my foot again, and I gotta use my wheelchair. But people still love, uh, you know, this Rocky or you know Marlon, whoever they want to call him. Most of the time, it's Rocky, and they see how fierce I am. They see how strong I am, and every day it's a motherfucking fight. That's Reason why I'm gonna tell I'm sorry. That's the reason why I'm gonna tell people to this very day. COVID is happening. Okay. That's making everybody depressed. People are, you know, people want to go and live their lives, people losing their loved ones and whatnot. People are like, oh my God, this is happening to my life. I do that sometimes too. But sometimes we gotta say, mm -hmm. guess what? I'm going to be that fire with force. Gas me up with gasoline and baby, I'm about to blow up. You have to fight every day. Life is a fight. We all fight, but we may have uh, have fought in different ways. I've seen so many people on Facebook saying they're going to um, commit suicide. And 
lately I've kind of went to school for social work, but I, I, I don't know why, but I reach out to them and I give them my story. You know, I used to be like, oh, I don't want to tell too many people about this, about me, and da da da, because I've been taught that way, where it's just like, don't say too much, don't say too much, da da da. Sometimes you don't know what how you're helping people just by being transparent and just giving it to them raw and real. Who wants people to be patty cake and all this other stuff? We all been through shit. The shit is getting real. It's real out in these streets. Sometimes you have to give your story to somebody because it may help you. That may be your testimony to help other people. I think that is my thing. That Because I've been told for years that you have a testimony. You, you can help other people. Uh, I've had a grandfather years ago. that He was like, oh, I can see you're going to be a preacher. You're going to be a preacher. You're going to be a preacher. No, I don't think I ever would be a preacher. I, I remember I wanted to be one, but I have the 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 gift of having to motivate people and people see that even I can motivate people when I, I can't even motivate myself sometimes because I know what to say. I know how to push people to 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 be like, you know what? Cause you know, like I give you a prime example. You could be sitting there talking about, oh you know, I done found out I got diagnosed with this. Let me tell you something. Just last year they was talking about amput- amputating my whole leg off. And in my head, I never seen myself in that position because people don't understand. I learned how to walk on a walk when I was a kid. You know, I learned, um, you know, when my sister bought me a dog, I didn't have friends. So I would run, run after my dog and he was my best friend. And he taught me how to walk. They said, I, when I was born, they said I was gonna be able to uh, talk, dance, sing, whatever. I also had fluid on the brain, I, hydrocephalus. They put a shunt in my uh, head, which is a tube. I, they fixed my ankles. My, you know, I was lop, you know, uh, lopsided with the hips and everything else. I had surgery at birth. And they said I wasn't going to live no more than maybe a couple of weeks, supposedly. But here I am about to be 32, December 3rd, 1988, baby. And there's nothing you cannot do. Because as long as there is a God, we can sit there and say, oh, there's the energy. And there's the Buddha. And I was like, no, no, no. It's called God. Okay. Okay. At the end of the day, it's, it's him that keeps you. You know, and I, I'm not doing this for myself and, and all this. I'm, you know, is I, I have a purpose. We all have a purpose. And, you know, times get hard. Don't think that you're going to end your life because of it. It's not worth ending your life because it can make you a strong person. And then, you know, for me, I have people that motivate me that people may not look up to, um, that have struggles. The t bosses from TLC. Sickle cell, and she's a strong individual. Jennifer Lewis, bipolar, you know, Brandy, you know, she was this person, but you know, she's strong. You know, people that is that motivates you to be the next person. You know, Miss people. To me, like, also as MS. You know, Tony Braxton, don't she have a son with spina bifida? No, autism. Mm. Or is autism, and then Same I think Nicole Ari Parker, 
uh, has a son with um, spina bifida, you know, and I've seen kids younger than me and I, I get emotional. I cry because I remember that was me. But I get happy for it though. Because you know why? Because I see that we some bad mofos. They said with my learning disability, oh, like I had a doctor sit there and tell me, it may take you about six years or whatnot to get to. Yeah, it did. Even I, I didn't want to believe that. I hate when people tell me, oh, this is going to, they try to put a time limit on you. I hate that. Stop living through time limits and just do for you. Baby, I got a associate's in liberal arts. Didn't I know what I was going to do? I was going to start up a hotel restaurant restaurant management. And then somebody was just like, oh, well, ain't nobody making money you know, in the restaurant. They're doctors and whatnot. So I went undeclared. And then I ended up doing social work because I was uh, working for the TRIO Student Support, Student Support Services, Counseling uh, Department, Child Care. You know, I've interned for the Boys and Girls Club. You know, and I've learned, stop putting yourself in a box because you can't put God in the box. You can't put God in the box. And, you know, if you keep your, keep yourself open-minded, you can't put yourself in a box as well. You have to push. You know, what you think your journey may be, may not always end up to be that way. I've had so many toss and turns. But I learned how to ride with it. Even though I didn't like it, I cried about it. I heard about it. There have been times where I looked at my friends and I'm like, they ain't went on, they got their master's degrees and all this other stuff. And I felt inadequate. Because I'm comparing my life. I'm but out here in these streets. You're not. Comparing, period. I'm in these streets comparing my life to other people when my life is not theirs. Their life and is your life mind. is amazing as it is. You're, and I, I never knew all of this about you. You are amazing. Now, <laughs> let me, sorry, uh, we're bringing the, inter, we're closing the first part, but let me ask you this one last question. What's next for Rocky, Mar, wait, let me do it like this. Marlon, Rocky, Ray, Santana Stovall, Chicago author. All them names. All, All them names. names. Just yeah. say my name three times and you'll feel better. <laughs> Marlon Rocky. I'm clicking my... No, I'm kidding. Anyway. But yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so I was in the midst of... I got talked into doing Mainstream Dreams 4. But during the COVID... Um, it's been put to a halt and I'm not so sure if I ever want to continue doing that because it, you know, the last time I left and, and, and I left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, I'm now a host of verse TV. So I'm loving yay, that. Yay, yay. I'm loving that. I'm loving that. Loving that. Yes, and I love the fact that you give me more opportunities, even though yes. it'd be a struggle sometimes, but I'm pushing against all the What's a struggle? Because sometimes I don't think I'm a good speaker. <laughs> no, you, you are amazing, Rocky, and you are a wonderful third person in this group. You are excellent. And I know Thank it just seems like I'm just touting your horn over and over, 
but from a producer standpoint, I'm so happy you're on the show. We're so happy to have you. I appreciate that. And um, so then I would like to do, excuse me, my gum. Um, I would love to um, do music. Maybe do a children's book. I thought about doing children's between a children's book and a cookbook because everybody's asking me to do a cookbook because they see me cooking and posting all the time of me of what I'm cooking. So they want me to do a cookbook. I might just do that. And then I did always have a vision of doing my own talk show as well. So who knows? But it's all in the air. I'm I'm just going with the flow. If it happens, right. it happens. <laughs> I, I dig that a lot. And now we will move on to the five general Verse TV questions that we ask all of our guests, of which you are a main host, but you're a guest for the sake of the interview. So hey. starting off, if you had all of the money, the power necessary, what would you do or change that you feel would most benefit our LGBTQIA plus community? Um, I would build a facility where, could we have a lot of the LGBTQ people in our, in, in especially Chicago, that have no home? A lot of you people know. about that. And they're and they're and they're struggling. Something where maybe like a dorm or something. I would like to build like a dorm for people in the LGBTQ um, community for everybody to have an actual home. And then maybe you can have like people like RAs or something that would like help them like find a job, give them resources to find a job, help you know mock interviews, you know. Um, Money, you know, help them save money, build, you know, build accounts so that way they can get, you know, help get their life up there. All right. For the RA reference, residence assistance. That <laughs> sounds like somebody who went to college knows what they're talking about. Anyway. <laughs> yes. All right. Next question. So this actually starts with a quote and then I will ask the question. The mm -hmm. quote is. Ask not where I live or what I like to eat or how I comb my hair, but ask me, what am I living for in detail? Ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing that I want to live for. Now that quote is by Thomas Merton. And in doing that quote, the question, that I will ask, what is your goal in life? What is it that you're living for? What is your goal in life? And what is keeping you from achieving that goal? My goal in life is to let people know that I am talented, I am worth it. Um, Despite even if, even if you're a person that probably know me from mainstream dream Chicago, I am more than just um, 
personality or short temperness or whatever. But I would I would want people to know that I am a person of ta- I am talented. I just need the right people to give me the chance. And what holds me back is my insecurities. And then dealing with certain people that will hold you back because of the energy that they 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 hold. And then sometimes I get distracted on wanting to respond to people and still learning that everything doesn't uh, deserve a response. And I have the power over my storyline and who I am as a person. True. Now, this is the fun part. <laughs> what is your deepest tea? Something that you've never shared on media before something that you're willing to share, of course, share with us, of course. But what is your deepest tea? Deepest tea? Probably I got gas and I got a fart. No, I'm just playing. Okay, um, next question. No. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Deepest tea? Um, maybe because I'm, I'm like really a hopeless romantic, but I always try. I guess my thing is I always try to see better for myself. So, I mean, I may, I may be dealing with somebody there and there. Because people are like, oh, well, you obviously like you're in a relationship or not. Well, my thing is, like we were talking about on the show, you never know who you're dealing with unless you give them a chance to try to figure out. But it's just certain people it's just, I don't think they're a great fit for me. And I always want better. I want more. And I still try to figure out what that means. You know, my worth, my worth. All right. I dig that. I dig that. And we're all on a journey trying to find what it is that we need. The Mm -hmm. compatible match with us that just makes it all click. Click, you know? Mm -hmm. I also believe that people's ideologies of what a relationship is, is sometimes it can be like mismatch because people look for the phys- physical and the physique of a person and they want them to be this, that, whatever. And sometimes I have to realize that it's okay because sometimes with my disability, it has caused some things for me physically or physique-wise where the, no- the normal average person that doesn't have to deal with these kind of things, you know, don't have to deal with. So having to deal with the gay community that ostracize people that be that that are different. Um, you know, you have to really learn how to have a tough skin with some because some things can be very much savages. True. And speaking of the savages and the gay community, that might be a part of your answer to this question. Maybe not, but what are some of the stumbling blocks that you've had on your path up and how did you overcome? People, some people magnify the fact that I have a disability because sometimes I, I guess for years I'm pitching myself as a different person in a different body until I look in the mirror and then I'll be like, oh, that's really me. I really walk like that. And people would, like I've had you're walking, but go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. Period. I'm walking. I'm walking, and I'm living. A lot of people are not, and people. There's some people with my disability where 
you know, I, they haven't been as, I mean, they're blessed, but they're, I mean, I've, I've been told by my doctors that I'm probably like the most blessed one with, with spina bifida because I'm so active. I've, I'm so active. Um, but with, with that being said, um, people can be cruel and try to make you feel like this because you're disabled or whatever. Like, I, I don't have to be a Vin Diesel or um, a Idris Elba to be looked at as sexy. You know, you can make fun of my disability all day, but baby, I'm not fish facially impaired. Look at here. Look at here. Look at here. Yeah. Good melanin skin. Sexy. And yes. I'm a lot of people think I'm 26. Okay. I know that's right. You know yeah. what I mean? So you have to just kind of take the, the, the good with the bad, like, and work with that. You definitely got to work with it because people will make you feel bad for how you look, how you were born. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you could be a sexy motherfucker and your breath stink. Or, you know, you could be funky or, you know, something, something. Hey, look. You said I got gum in my mouth now. You know what I mean? People would make you feel bad for how you look, make little jokes, and don't know how that affects you. Because my thing is, do you not think that I would have had times that I wanted to get rid of my disability? I didn't ask for this. But damn it, as they say, God gives his strongest battles to the strongest warrior. I am the warrior. Right on, brother. Right on. And in wrapping up, let me ask this. What are some things that you would like to be left in the legacy, time capsule legacy for your work? Um, that I was a fighter that, yeah, made, I was fighting personal things like procrastination, insecurities, but I never took no for an answer. And that's what people have to understand. Stop allowing people to validate what the fuck you want to do for your life. They're doing what they want to do. Don't let nobody validate what you want to do for your life. You be your own boss. If you want to make your own production, do so. You got tired of kissing ass and you want to do your own talent and there's an easier way for you to do it, but it may not be financially gratifying, do it. Somebody will get it. Eventually, somebody, somebody. When you got 10,000 people that's against you, there's 10,000 other people that be like, okay, cool. I got you. You know what they say? You know what You know what Michelle Williams said when Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. Oh, I love that song. Yes. Maybe. And that's with Beyonce and Kelly is what when Jesus say yes, nobody, nobody can say. And it's true because you got oh. so many people that was I had an ex that was like, you can't write books, you just writing books just to put it out there. Da, 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 da. And and they had the nerves, did not re act like he said that he read my books, never did, never did, and said to me. Oh, the reason why nobody writing your books is because you don't know how to write a book or whatnot. Baby, I made four books. 
All right, now. You're jealous of me because you, you're not, you know, you think you're better and all this other stuff and got your head stuck up and all this other stuff and try to make bring me down because you, no, not at all. Not at all. I dig it. Thank you, Rocky. This has been a wonderful interview. As always, you are amazing. Now, as we're wrapping up, can you tell our audience where they can find you on social media? Yes. For everybody who's like, and and Troy does this, so I'm going to do it with you. But for everybody who's like, ooh, who's that cute guy with with the blonde in his hair? I want to hit him up. Where can you be found, Rocky? On IG, uh, Rocky the Chicago author. And you can find me on Facebook, uh, Rocky the Chicago author, Santana, and whatever. And you can go get my books on Amazon and Kindle. Um, look up Marlon Stovall. You'll see all four of my books. I just recently put Black Therapy on Apple Books. So that's the only book that I have on Apple Books. So go ahead. If you're an Apple user, got an iPhone, go ahead and get Black Therapy. You'll love Black Therapy. If you're a person that uh, believes in love and, and, and persevering in love, go get Stages of Perseverance. Go get trapped in a thing we call love and go get rebirth. Yes, Rocky. Thank you very much. Wonderful interview. We've loved having you. You have an amazing Thank story. Thank you for having me, though. You have an amazing <laughs> story. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with us. And just. Not only is it amazing, but it's also inspiring. Thank you for your inspiring words today, my friend. Anytime. Look, words are free. It's a gift. It's free. It is is a gift for you because you're a writer. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Talk to y'all later, everybody. Uh, This has been All the Tea on Burst TV. I'm Aaron Mack. And I'm with my good friend, Rocky, Marlon Stovall. Rocky, the Chicago author, Marlon Stovall, author of latest book, Black Therapy. Check it out. I bought it and I read it. Check it out. Deuces, guys.